Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Sestrino back again to talk with you about the week's most interesting news stories here for the week of April 12th, 2022 here on News AF. If the story is buzzing like it's on crystal meth, it's about to be News AF. If the same old news makes you bored to death, it's time for some News AF. Yeah, that's right. News AF here once again to talk about all of the top stories at this hour and back with us once again, a man who uh, does not disappear and ghost us and potentially hold out for a new contract. Here he is. The eye in the sky, vascular D. It's Danny Bryce and Danny. How are you? Always here. Present, present, and prepared. Yes, I would never leave Rob in the lurch. <laughs> Look, uh, that's fine if you leave me, but just you know, let us let us know what you're doing. So no we, ghosting. That's true. No ghosting. Okay. Now, Danny, we are very fortunate though to have a real newsman here with us this week to talk about everything that's going on. Very intimidating. Yes. Now. Back when I was moving across the country, I gave you and Tyson, you know, ample warning that I was not going to yes, be here. months of not going to be present. But you had a great guest in my place. And now here to sit in with us this week, the great star of Survivor, the Edge of Extinction, Rick Evans. Rick, how are you? Hey, I'm so glad to be here, guys. Uh, while Tyson's off doing what Tyson does, you know, I sit in my home by what we call the Rob phone. It's a big, oh, bright nice. red mm-hmm. phone. And when Rob's in trouble, I told him he could call that phone. Um, and he doesn't. I usually just get text messages from him. Mm-hmm. But I answer. Would you prefer that I, I call you on the phone? Oh, no, no, no not at all. Not no, at I'm all. a normal person. I would yes. much rather speak over text. I'd love to, you know talk with you but if we're not recording it i don't see the point yeah. no rick I it would be cool sense. yeah a landline that was just connected to one other person just mm-hmm. rough. yeah yeah it could be nice i do have a landline here in the studio that nobody knows the number to perfect mm-hmm. i can be outgoing phone calls but i probably i've only done it like two or three times does it landline that what? is so old school rick what happened Did you my get- cat just attacked me <laughs> oh no Ouch! I am. What I'm was bleeding. it? A bite or a scratch? Blood. A scratch. Why? What did you? Well, have, what cats have, do, have Rob? you antagonized the cat, Rick? By living in its space and talking to you all, yep. and not giving all of my attention to him, mm-hmm. I have antagonized the cat. Wow! Oh, I didn't know that, that was could a happen. Stinger. Yeah, it's yeah. totally a cat thing. I, I was under the impression that if you just ignored the cat, the cat would leave you alone. <laughs> Only if it decides that that's what it wants to have happen. <laughs> well, this is news for you, Rob. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rick, that uh, we don't talk a lot of Survivor here on this podcast, but I just wanted to ask you, Rick, did you get a shout out on last week's episode of Survivor? Is this confirmed? I mean, I think it's it's confirmed in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) The egomaniac I am, I was confirmed right away. Yeah. Okay. So that... Uh, Rick, could you just share with Danny your signature bit from Survivor uh, 38 at the edge of extinction? Absolutely, Danny. I got to intro my news saying I go dun, 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 dun. 
beautiful. Yes. Okay. All right. And then here is one of the contestants on Survivor 42 this past week. This was Marianne wrapping up her news segment. That is the Taku News at 7 a.m. Thank you guys and make sure you tune in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Question is whether or not it was intentional. Well, I can neither confirm nor deny that I have had contact with Marianne. Uh, but if I had had contact with her, she would have confirmed that it was intentional. Yes. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. That are you looking to add Marianne to the Devons news team? I think absolutely. We need a bureau in Raleigh now to cover all things our hap. So mm-hmm. maybe uh, Keith said no. Keith mm-hmm. so well, my guy in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's teaching. He can't do it. So maybe Marianne is is our go to. Yeah. Well, and what do you envision that you're in the studio and Marianne is out in the field? Yeah, that's the thing about newsrooms these days is reporters have it rough. I mean, mm-hmm. they're carrying their tripod, their camera, they're everywhere. They got to get everything on digital, one man band. The anchors live in the dream. So, yeah, I'll sit behind that desk and let Marianne go out and uh, collect the stories for me. Okay. Sounds nice for you. Yeah. 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 You got to earn it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to earn it. Rick, did you ever do any reporting out in the field uh, in your uh, back in the in the news days? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was out in the field all the time as a news reporter. Before that, I was a sports reporter covering a lot of, you know, high school softball in the middle of very hot days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've paid your you've paid your dues. Yeah. You've seen <laughs> you it deserve all. that desk. You've seen it all. OK. Uh, now here we are talking on uh, News AF. Uh, I finally made it. Yeah. Rick, could, would you mind setting up our uh, our, uh, our our first story? Could you give us the lead to uh, set up this story about uh, a fight between some roommates of note? I would not mind that at all, Rob. Thanks for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this just into News AF. Roommates WTF. This story sucks and not for the reasons you think. Mm-hmm. A story coming of two roommates and a disagreement over a common bloodsucker. No, not Dracula, not something fictional. We're talking about a mosquito. Uh, and in this story, these two roommates have different versions of what they feel a mosquito might look like. And that leads to blows first with a wooden stick and then with a metal stick. Did, did, I, did I get all the main facts there? Rob? Wow. That was yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Texas roommates uh, allegedly were in an argument over uh, the, and this is exactly what the news story says, uh, that uh, Victor Shavers, 43, admits he uh, hit the man that he shares a bedroom with uh, when they argued over what mosquitoes look like. The roommate says the attack began when the verbal argument escalated. Now, um, you know, like uh, if you are, in fact, like housemates. Or like share an apartment. Uh, some of these men are sharing a room. Also, I mean that's yeah. that, they're, they're like I doubt this, this was, was over just mosquitoes. the end of a very long life of tension as these two have lived in the same room. Mosquito was the last drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the fight was over what the mosquito looked like, yeah. which I thought we all kind of knew. Right. Yeah, that's that's my favorite detail about it. And I got to as a reporter, uh, I'm very upset with this story because. The only fact you want to know after you find out that these two came to blows over what a mosquito looks like is what does each of them yes. think a mosquito look like? Yeah, why is, our side. Why was that included? They should have had each brought in the police sketch artist <laughs> and each are given an opportunity to describe the mosquito as they believe it looks. And then we were sh- we should be shown that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now. Famously during uh, Big Brother. Now, I know that, uh, Danny, you are not a Big Brother person, uh, but uh, there used to be a question that was asked uh, to Big Brother house guests. Danny, let me play this for you and get your take on this. Would you rather fight a giant mosquito one time and get your ass whipped by it? Or would you like the relationship that you have and never get bit again? Or do you like the relationship that you have with mosquitoes right now? Would you rather okay. fight a giant mosquito one time and get your ass beat or continue your current relationship uh, with mosquitoes? 
Okay, first of all, how big is this mosquito I'm finding one time? Yeah. Also, I, I'm not just going to get beat up. I'm probably going to die. Once the mosquito reaches a certain size, he's putting a sword through me mm-hmm. and draining me. So mm-hmm. I, I like this, the slow trickle of blood loss over decades. But this wasn't a question of, of Rick. How big, how big is a giant mosquito? This is uh, aesthetically, what does a mosquito look like? Yeah. And I really want to see their sketch. You know, I would love this idea of bringing the police sketch in for each of them to describe because either they look very similar and this whole thing is silly. And what are we even talking about? Or like one of them is going to draw a cricket. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, that's a mosquito. And yes, I hit you in the head with a bat because I feel that way so strongly. I feel like you're going to argue over the blood sucking appendage, right? Like that's maybe where the argument was centered around. Oh, Danny mm-hmm. goes straight to the appendage. I think that says more about. I, I just think that you're gonna you're gonna focus on that. That's really when you think about a mosquito, you think insect. But the big difference is it's got that gigantic blood sucking straw. Mm-hmm. You know, gigantic compared to its body. What else are you arguing about? Its wings. I'm thinking like someone saw a bug and was like, "That's a mosquito," and they were like, "That's not a mosquito. A mosquito doesn't." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I just that. killed a mosquito. No, you didn't. That's not what it looks like. Yeah. I'm looking at mosquito mosquito in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at mosquito right now just to make sure that I know what mosquito is. Right. Right. Sometimes I've had this debate with my wife over, there'll be like a gnat in the house and she'll say, that's a mosquito. Like, "Ah, are you sure? Are you sure it is? I think that that actually is a great starting point for this argument. (laughs) And that's probably what it was. In all honesty, it's like, that's not a mosquito. Dude, that is a mosquito. It just bit me. Mm-hmm. It's not a mosquito. That's a fly or a fruit fly or whatever. Yeah. Also, Rob, how would you describe a mosquito? If I said, uh, you, you know, know, I'm blind. Tell so, me what a mosquito looks like. Rick, I think it would be a, a tricky because I think I would probably get confused with a, with a fly where I think I would say like, uh, yeah. like, does a mosquito like have vision where it can see like a million different uh, directions? Like, you know, I think the eyes, I think the back half of the mosquito, like I'm solid on it's the, it's the, you know, <laughs> the front the back half, half for me. big stinger, like a big pointy thing to sting you with. No, no, that's not it. No, (laughs) no. And by the way, I'm so mad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, I looked it up and also my memory is is a little off too. So they have. Oh, it's a beak. They have like a beak to suck your blood. Yeah, they suck with the little straw and then their butt is like a deflated balloon. Take in all the blood. Yeah, this is a good debate. And And then then, their their, their legs just kind of hang underneath them as they fly. Yeah, exactly. And it, in most of these pictures, they always have two legs in the back, like not even being used to suck your blood, just kind of like sticking out the back. Definitely. I, I I mean, when I looked at the picture, I thought, oh, that's what a mosquito looks like. But I could not have described one to you mm-hmm. if you had asked two minutes ago. Yeah. Also, this fight sounds intense. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that the person that was the victim here uh uh, or I'm sorry, the, the, the person of the victim says that Victor Shavers grabbed a wooden stick and beat him in the head before he was able to get a metal baseball bat to defend himself, uh, which uh, this it sounds like that this was like a duel. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Go straight for the sticks and bats. Um, the fact that they had him it's on like hand. Anakin Skywalker um, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Probably an indication that um, I have the high ground. This might not be the first time. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, the first time it's I been recorded. It. I read that and I'm like, oh my god, someone must have died. And then they're like, both are recovering in the hospital. And it just brought me back to the fact that they're in one room. Yeah, and it's it, gonna be it all reminded back me at the house. Yeah, it reminded me of that Tom uh, Tom Reacher, Jack Reacher, the movie with Tom Cruise. Like, there's one point where he's fighting two dudes in a small bathroom. And he can't get the bad. Like every time he tries to swing, he hits a wall. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's how this went down. They couldn't get any strength behind their blows. Cause I think just- a better example would be the fight in um, raising Arizona in the small trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's probably the more, vi- more of the vibe that you probably get from this. Okay. Uh, interesting mosquito note. Yes. Most mosquitoes, not all have a visual I don't know how to say this, but you can see it's almost as if they they have someone double check as they're filling up with blood. You can always kind of see the blood in their bodies. Gross. 
I don't know why that's necessary. Like, but it's <laughs> they have like a little window, like you're full kind of a window. Mm-hmm. Keep tabs on how much they're sucking in. Okay. Um, so. All right. Well, uh, speaking of blood suckers, are you interested in hearing about a new class action lawsuit? <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Uh, this one is against Burger King. Rick, we always, uh, you know, like to keep everybody up to date on the latest class action lawsuit Four Burger King customers are suing Burger King because they are claiming that Burger King makes its Whopper look about 35% bigger than it is in reality. Is this hint of lime guy? <laughs> Do we know? I'm not sure if it's the same guy as strawberry pop tarts. Uh, this technology that makes things look 35% bigger. Where, <laughs> where is Burger King? They should be selling that. So uh, is, is the name Whopper in itself a, a little bit of a prime the visual yeah. pump? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Should well, I not be calling it that. I don't think so. Cause usually that puts the expectations up here. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we wouldn't do that in the other place. Like, oh, dude, it's huge. And then when they actually see it, they're disappointed. Yes. I feel like that's the reaction. Most people don't go, oh yeah, that's a, that is huge. And be like, nah. When you said <sighs> huge, I was picturing pi- picturing something really just a giant whopper. It mm-hmm. just doesn't match that. Yeah. Um, uh, is it in fact uh, a whopper junior? Well, I don't know, but wouldn't it also matter what screen you're looking at? Mm -hmm. I mean, are they doing like comparisons with does Burger King advertise with the Whopper next to a ruler? (laughs) Yeah, that's what what I'm confused. Yeah. I saw this on a bus. It looked like it was going to be the size of my car. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So according to the lawsuit that they're uh, alleging deceptive trade practices, uh, claiming that uh, Burger King is materially overstated the size of its burger beginning in 2017. Uh, they say that Burger King's size inflation doesn't stop at the Whopper. Uh, noting the ads overstate the size of menu items like the Impossible Burger, the Big King, and the Double Cheeseburger, among other items. I will say that on any of these burger commercials, the 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 the, the burger is kind of like a big fluffy burger. Yeah. Not to That's say it's not delicious, but when you do get the Whopper, it is rather flat. Also, let's just call it advertising, not deceptive advertising. I think <laughs> yeah. most of us understand that the job of an advertiser is to walk a very fine line between what is true and what is not so true. Mm-hmm. And that's why I can pick up a box of Lucky Charms, which just had their own problems right. with mass puking. <laughs> and they can write on Lucky Charms like 21 out of the 22 nutrients necessary for a good day. I mean, it's like, that's what advertisers do. They try to find that silver lining and the Whopper is just another product. They got a pitch. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it look as good as possible. Yeah. Especially on Instagram. Isn't that what Instagram's for? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing it's- is actually what it is on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they're complaining about is YouTube and social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does, it seems items. like just another case of, you know, shrinkflation where it's like, oh, we yeah, can make this a little smaller <laughs> to save us money without lowering the price. So no, one, like every company is doing that right now with inflation. At, it's, uh, yeah, it's like when you, you open the bag of chips that's the same size mm-hmm. and yet they've re- removed 10 chips, but they filled the excess space with air. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is still the same. Don't mind paying slightly more for the same. And then you open it and the half the bag is empty. Yeah. Or pills or any other thing. It's mm-hmm. like the class action lawsuits. They go and listen to comedians and they're like, ooh, we could sue about that. Like, uh, that didn't look <laughs> like what I true. ordered. And they're like, oh, <laughs> call my lawyer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I definitely feel like that the class action lawsuit like has a point, uh, but uh I don't know if they are entitled to any monetary compensation for this. Like, like I hear you. What you're saying like, yeah, Whopper definitely doesn't look like a Whopper on the commercial, but should anybody be getting monetary damages? No, no one. This, this shouldn't even waste the time of the courts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you want monetary damages, they hand you the sandwich. You say, Oh, this is too small. And you get a <laughs> refund right there. You don't, you don't go yeah. sue for millions. Like, like- <laughs> 30 Whoppers later. I would love to see that as a reason for the <laughs> yeah. return. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. Can I? I'd like to return this. Why? I did something wrong. It's just too small. This is just too small. <laughs> this doesn't look like in the commercial. This is hardly a Whopper. I'm not. It's not whopping at all. It's just kind of a weak Whopper. <laughs> weak Whopper. Uh, yeah, it's a weak Whopper. Maybe that could be what they call yeah. the small size. I'm going to go check into this Big Mac. I've heard so much about. <laughs> yes, it's the Big Mac. Well, I think that's a Big Mac. Comes in at least a box that it doesn't get flattened. Uh, whereas if it's the Whopper is just like in paper, right? Yeah. Also, in the Big Mac, they, they, you know, the lettuce and the bread, they try to prop it up higher than it really yeah. needs to be. This is an extra piece of bread that sort of like uh, makes the Big Mac bigger. The Subway lawsuit makes more sense because there they're saying a, a quantifiable thing. This is a foot long. Yeah. Right. That to me is you've got more grounds for a lawsuit than this is a whopper because that's so relative. What mm-hmm. people might consider my, you know, six year old would consider a whopper to be too big. Mm-hmm. They should go after the quarter pounder. Yes, exactly. Yes. Go after the things that uh, you can easily measure. That's the secret to these lawsuits. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> I told the story a couple of weeks ago on the podcast uh, that uh, Danny, we were on with uh, Mary a couple of weeks ago. And I told the story of that. My uh, kids asked uh, one day, uh, mom, what's a Karen? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so that, you know, the, the name uh, Karen has become synonymous uh, with uh, people who are complaining. But a new study uh, went to TripAdvisor and Trustpilot and researched what is the name that is leaving the most complaints on the websites? And they found that it was not a woman's name at all. So they're choosing a, a man's name when they complain. Mm-hmm. Whoever it is that's complaining. Okay, yeah. what's the name? Only, well, that uh, they found that the most complainiest name of all happened to be. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah, it was. David. I I'm not I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I wish it, I I always thought it would be Chad. No. <laughs> Chad would complain. Two on the nose. Yeah. 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 David. David it is. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, do you know any complaining Davids? Uh, you know, this does take me to a story. I once went on a vacation yeah. uh with a guy named David, and the whole time it's like Oh, we're not getting any food. Oh, mm-hmm. we don't have shelter. Oh, mm-hmm. Kelly Wentworth <laughs> is coming after us. Um, but, you know, David Wright, he turned out to be a pretty pretty good dude in the end. But mm-hmm. uh But yeah, I can I can see how David might be Yeah. Yeah, well, I will say that I I think that maybe is there some self-selection here cuz I kind of feel like that Dave's are probably a little more low key. Uh, So already like David's, I feel like are very serious. Do you guys think you're like a lot more casual than a Robert or a Daniel? (laughs) Well, I'd also be interested to see if there's any correlation between an aging generation Mm -hmm. that is in the prime of their complaining and the names popular during the time that they were, you know, of their birth, you know, like as mm-hmm. you see the Davids come through the, the, you know, the, their life cycle, maybe all the Davids that were named in like, I don't know what the eighties, yeah. I think it was the late eighties. No, no, it would be early seventies. Maybe they're just going through that phase. And then we'll just see everybody's name generally, you know, eventually make it up to the top of the list. It's kind of like they just happen to be the most numerous. So what we don't know is that did they include Dave's? Uh, they say David had over 1000 one star reviews uh, that the second most complainous name was Paul. Uh, there were 969 Paul complaints uh, followed by John, Mark, Chris, James, Michael, Andrew and Peter. The only uh, the only woman's name in the top ten Bible names was Sarah. <laughs> another another <laughs> Bible name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Do you think they Although included Chris, Polly's? Yeah. Did Polly uh 
count as a Paul? Um, I'm not sure. I've I've definitely heard some Paulies complain. And the other question I have is: Is this individual Davids, or could there be like one David that's just busting the curve? It's like, like, yeah, that's very possible. That's very possible. Uh, they studied eighty thousand low scoring posts across uh, Travelocity and trust pilots that's some good data that's no study finds Eighty thousand. yes they did find in in this study while they're the only uh the only woman's name in the top 10 uh was sarah they did find that the second worst name uh for women was karen uh there were 373 one star reviews for karen's that's that's close but that was not in the top 10 I'm kind of with Danny who was talking earlier about people, you know, just picking whatever name they want. Like if my name is really Karen and I'm giving negative or constructive yeah. feedback, I'm definitely changing my name. Like there's no way they're going to listen to a Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just change your name to Sarah. That sounds nice. Yeah. Sarah. So Sarah's are leaving a lot more negative reviews, but not nearly as many as David's and Paul's. And you know it's Sarah with an H. I mean, no offense, but like Sarah with an H, a lot more high strung than Sarah without an H. Uh, your mileage may vary. <laughs> you just upset so many, yeah, so yeah. many Sarahs. Okay, all right. Um, this week, okay, let's let's talk about some celebrity news. Okay, and some of our favorite news AF celebrities have been hanging out. Of course, uh, we talked recently about how Pete Davidson was going to space. Oh, wait. No, he's not. Uh, But he did manage to score a double date with the man behind Blue Origin. Pete Davidson and Kim K have been double dating with Jeff Bezos. Um, First of all, that launch that he was supposed to go on went off without a hitch. Mm -hmm. So he's probably kicking himself. Another successful launch. Those are the ones you want to be on. Yeah. Yeah. this is a surprising pairing. Something's going on behind the scenes that us norms aren't getting a chance to glimpse. Like, what's the connection between Jeff and Pete? Rick, what, like, what, what is it? Yeah. What, what, just celebrity? The Jeff hey, Bezos. Both gentlemen who have clearly made deals with the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, to wow. be where what they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, the give me this. a break. Uh, yeah, I, I, from a distance, I don't care for either of these gentlemen if either of them asked me to dinner i'd be super excited to go i mean yeah that's true i would too what are the expectations for going to dinner with the richest man on earth like aren't you like this has got to be like the best you know kabuki uh i've ever had and then it takes you to burger king yeah, and you're like the Whopper doesn't even look big, mm-hmm. and that's his complaint. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. be a real eye opener if he took you to Burger King, then went up and returned his hamburger because he said it was too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there at dinner with Pete Davidson. There, yeah. Well, I'd rather the, uh, eat with Jeff or, or Pete and Kim. I, I, oh, that's tough because I mm-hmm. think Kim Kardashian would be f- fascinating. Yes. Uh, but so would Jeff Bezos. Wait, Dan, do you keep up with the Kardashians? I don't watch the show, but I got to say she turned a little thing into a, a real big thing. Mm-hmm. So I got to admire her ability yes. to manipulate the media. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, uh, they were at the hot spot uh, in West Hollywood uh, Monday night. On a Monday night double date, uh, I, I can't imagine anything uh, that's worse a little than awkward. going out to dinner on Monday night. <laughs> if you're a Monday night double date, that means you're not a priority. Only weekend double dating makes you feel like you're special. If Jeff has invited you out on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. that's how you know you're at the top of his Rolodex. I mean, Rick, is Jeff Bezos courting Pete Davidson to go to space? I mean, it seems like that he's really trying to make this happen. Yeah, is it that important? I, I feel like the only thing Jeff Bezos doesn't have is like cool, cool friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if David, uh, Pete Davidson is at least returning his phone call, he's like, I, I was just wondering though, like, do you think Pete Davidson is like, oh, finally he, he made time for us? Or is Jeff Bezos like, oh, we can get Pete, but it has to be a Monday. Like, which of them was super excited about this? Yeah. I think um, Jeff. You think so? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Or like I they actually, said, I think, uh, Jeff Bezos is courting Kim. Maybe wants her to go to space. 
That's a that, really good that, point. Yeah. Hmm. I do think Rick hit it on the head possibly with the whole rich kid needs cool friends, yes. which is a dilemma. Many, many rich kids find themselves. They could, they're so isolated because they're so abnormal. And now they're looking, they're casting around and think they can buy the friends because they yes. don't know how to make them normally. Well, Jeff Bezos has undergone like a remarkable image makeover where, yeah, he has. um, you know, I've, I've seen him, uh, you know, <laughs> described as, uh, like a, going for like a pit bull type look. <sighs> Mr. His Worldwide. Stylist. Yeah. His stylist is working totally. overtime. So he's just apparently does doing nothing but bicep curls in the mm-hmm. gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looks looks a lot better than I do. I wish I was on that Jeff Jeff Bezos workout plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. If so. you were his workout buddy, would you rather be a workout buddy or a double date buddy? Oh, double date buddy. So I think you'd have more influence working out. <laughs> would I out? rather it's work out or eat? Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Activity does change things, but in terms of intimacy with Jeff, if that's what you're going for, nothing's more intimate than two sweaty dudes in a personal gym at Jeff Bezos' house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the. If he wanted to come to pickup ball, I'd be I'd be totally into it. I would I would sell out to be a rich person's cool friend in a second if I had that opportunity. <laughs> nice to know your price. You listening, Sia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, I guess Mark Zuckerberg, we shouldn't leave him out of all this. He does not get invited to go to dinner with Pete and Jeff Bezos. Uh, but he says that he gave an interview recently where he said that the employees of Facebook, uh, refer to him lovingly quote unquote as, uh, the eye of Sauron from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> There's no love in that. Yeah. Comparison. Yes. Danny, could <laughs> Just you ex- like the hobbits lovingly referred to Sauron. Right. Uh, <laughs> Danny, could you explain what the eye of Sauron is? The all seeing eye. Yes. I, you know, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings. I don't, you know, know all the fandom, but it's probably some appendage of the really bad guy in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. whose name I can't even recall. Rick, are you more of a L O T R guy? Oh, I can get you some talking stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The all seeing eye of Sauron, which the funniest thing is like when you hear Zuckerberg say it, he said he, you can tell he's a talking guy. Cause he's like Sauron. He says it in some weird way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like the embodiment of evil is Sauron and mm-hmm. his eye is the thing that can see you anywhere in the world. And when it does see you, you feel the heat, like it's what made Frodo nauseous all the time. Mm-hmm. And he'd start tripping out. And it was just, it's this horrible thing when the eye of Sauron is focused on you. Yeah. So it's very telling that he takes pride in that. It does sound yeah. like that's his, his goal. His long-term goal is to become that eye. Yeah. Especially I think in the metaverse, right, Rick, that he can watch you, whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I would love it if that was his character, a giant tall tower with a big red flaming eye casting mm-hmm. it about looking at the uh, citizens of his world, <laughs> judging, uh, passing judgment, you know, just whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He gets. Yeah. Okay. Um, he is so out of touch, by the way. Yes. No one double dates with Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> no one. He's married, right? He is married. Yeah. He even has kids. And you'd think that that would make him, more relatable, but there's just nothing. Yeah. I, I just, actually, you know, I would go to dinner with Zuckerberg. Cause I, again, I find him sure fascinating. Pay. I would hope, well, I wouldn't <laughs> bet on that by the way. Mm-hmm. I, if he said, I guess we're going to split this. I'd be like, Oh, that's so Zuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if you had me kill my own chicken. Yeah. I'd be like, that's totally Zucker. There is a story today out from uh, about the metaverse uh, where that there is a article that says uh, that metaverse experts reveal uh, if you can murder someone in the virtual world and whether or not you can be punished if you're violent, uh, you know, I think that people like uh, maybe fantasize about, Oh, let me go into the metaverse and I'll do whatever I want. My thirst. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) I guess there's some question as to whether or not murder in the metaverse uh, is a crime. And could you go to real world? Like, I guess a metaverse jail probably wouldn't be that bad. 
No, no you just stick your avatar in it for whatever yeah. sentence it gets and then go do other things. <laughs> go do other things. But uh, can you go or that? Rick, what do you think uh, that you, can you go and do real jail time for crimes committed in the metaverse? Well, I think you certainly should be able to, for sure. Real, we need we need more people in real jail in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so funny. Like that's such an inept Facebook problem to have because their biggest competitor probably right now for creating a metaverse is Epic Games and Fortnite, mm-hmm. whose whole thing is built around killing people in the metaverse. Like right. you go watch the concert on the big screen and do this new cool thing, and then you go and kill like. 99 other people on the map well that might be why they're thinking of it if they get a law passed then they can block their competitors uh, from developing too much or what if their competitors break through the metal wall and just come in lay waste (laughs) (laughs) all the the fortnite characters just yeah exactly through the fortnite or the, the the meta walls the I metaverse, I keep seeing headlines that yeah. are telling me that the metaverse will be the world we all live in 50 years from now. I'm sure that's Zuckerberg and his people pushing that out. Mm-hmm. But I just, at this point in time, I don't see it. Yeah. Right? It's so flimsy. It's had an upper torso. It looks so ridiculous. People who go on. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have as much uh, panache as like a Fortnite. I can see Fortnite, if they, they moved into the metaverse... That could become a thing. Danny, are you a Fortnite guy that Rick has uh, like a whole Fortnite crew? <laughs> I'm not a Fortnite, but I watch my kids play all the time. And I have watched two of those um, concerts. Uh, I found those to be fascinating. What, what are the concerts? Uh, one was a country music person. Yeah. So and, you go on Fortnite, you go and you watch a concert. Yeah. With your avatar. Yeah. Rick, do and you do I, this? I. It's not something I'm that into i'm you know i'm basically there once a week to shoot with the other old guys uh and gavin but uh but no it's pretty cool i mean they they have real interactive events yeah it's definitely them pushing the envelope forward and unlike meta they have huge stars attached to them yeah they have star wars the rock all these uh you have to watch with a headset on no, I, I watched and listened. It's not VR. It's okay. not yeah. VR. But it, what what uh, Rick was yeah. saying earlier, it easily could be. Yeah. And it would actually be far more interesting than the metaverse, the metaverse. which is like, yeah. You know what? Punishment for a crime in the metaverse is having to continue to play in the metaverse. <laughs> Stay in the metaverse. <laughs> you don't get to leave. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to turn it off. It's going to be a crime. Okay. Do you guys want, have you guys seen the show Upload on Prime at all? Yeah. This, you know, this is the second time it's been brought up in like three weeks. It has a real, it's, it's the, it's in terms of writing, it's not the most creative thing, but their look at like the relatively near future and this type of stuff, they do a really interesting take on everything. And is, does their world look better than the no, It's basically like, you know, that they learn to computerize your human brain. Yeah. So, so when you're about to die, you get uploaded to a virtual environment mm-hmm. where you're, you can still interact with the real world and you're still there. So it's kind of like, that's the met, their metaverse. Um, mm-hmm. But but the, they, they do an interesting job of like, you know, looking into the problems you might face in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've wanted to check it out. I have not seen. I know the second season just uh, came out. Yeah. Yeah. OK. For some well, reason, then you we'll, should be we'll recapping of, on our app. Uh, yes. Yeah, Post your recaps already has a full recap. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Good. OK. So, Rick, if you were potentially, God forbid, going into surgery this week. <laughs> Would you prefer your surgeons were blasting Highway to Hell? <laughs> I love that's the song you pick. Or Hell's Bells. Mm-hmm. They've had two hell themed yes. uh, songs. You know, I, I before reading this article, I would have said no. Uh, interesting finds in this man. I was, I was shocked. Okay. All right. Because a new study claims that listening to ACDC made surgeons faster and more accurate, according to research, uh, by blasting ACDC through speakers, surgeons doubled their speed at certain tasks without affecting their exactness. Could you imagine just about to go under? (laughs) (laughs) I actually would have no problem with this. I listen to ACDC when I run. 
Um, not, not all their stuff, but like four or five of their songs. And uh, I find them very motivating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how he sings like that. My kids always cover their ears when they hear it come on in the car, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see, I can yeah. see this working. It wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. Would I prefer like classical music? Maybe. No, because Danny, so it's a only ACDC uh, because then doctors uh, were 50% quicker stitching up wounds uh, when uh, the, uh, the, the, I'm sorry. So, so the next time I show up in the doctor's office with an open wound, I take out my phone as he begins to stitch and I just start playing ACDC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Cause they went like twice as fast, but were more accurate. Yeah. We, we, you know, if I go in and they're like, Hey, we, if we play this music, your surgeon will go twice as fast. I'm like, let him take his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, unless it's a long anesthesia thing, but but the fact that he was more accurate, I'm I'm just wondering, is he doing it with the beat of the music? Is it like, yeah, totally. Five cuts in a row real quick. I, don't, I will say when you go running and you listen to a lot of music, very often you find yourself and your pace matching the uh, beat of the song all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think Rick's right. I think there is some, I, I have no evidence other than this anecdotal uh, story, but I do think that there is a tendency to match the beat. In your yeah. task. Okay. Well, they said for hard rock music, the positive effect was especially noticeable when the music was played in high volume. And so uh, it's possible the music with high uh, rhythmicity uh, could provide a tempo to keep up the speed uh, and thus uh, enhance the task performance. They also found out that uh, songs like the Beatles, Hey Jude and Let It Be, uh, the people worked 50% quicker, but the positive effect was lost if the tracks were played too loud. Mm, that's interesting that you could listen to ACDC louder. Actually, no, that's not, that makes sense to me. Turn it up. Yeah. It's meant to be cranked. Yeah. yeah. I just, but, I want to be the patient who's like about to go in for surgery and they say, Hey, uh, we're doing an experiment to see how different music here. affects surgeons. <laughs> we have no idea what this music is going to do for your surgeon, mm-hmm. but we're going to play some rap. Uh, and we'll mm-hmm. let you know how it goes. Yeah, as long as it's not country music, I would uh, be okay with any music. Save that for Fortnite. But if it started sounding like yeah. Texas Roadhouse, I would be like, "No, thank you." Okay, Danny, I know you are not a coffee guy. Rick, are you a uh, big coffee guy? I'm. I'm a coffee. I definitely coffee is a part of my life. I'm not like a coffee snob. Snob. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well. According to another study uh, that uh, reaching for a cup of coffee uh, could be damaging your hair because uh, that uh, Dr. Sarah, no H, uh, Dr. Sarah Kayat said that coffee uh, could put a strain on iron levels, which could result in hair loss. Can you get iron? How do you get iron? I'm curious. I'm uh, I think that, yeah. Like, where do you get iron? Iron, iron tablets. I think meat, meat? has iron in Milk? it. Like a lot of vegetarians don't get enough iron. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, here we go. You're right. So I could have just looked at Danny's hair and told you he didn't drink coffee. Yeah, just meat always. Hot meat. <laughs> <laughs> no cold meats. No cold meat it has to be and hot. no little whoppers. I'm talking <laughs> no meat. little yeah. meat. Giant big sides of hot. Yeah, according to Dr. Kayat, uh, that, uh, she said that, did you know that tannins in black tea can, uh, block the absorption of iron, uh, which could, uh, increase the risk of iron deficiency and then result in hair loss. Okay. It, this is a drink consumed around the globe yeah. by huge numbers of people. If there were side effects that were really noticeable, I feel like we would already have heard about them. Hmm. Right. I do, I feel like when it comes to hair loss, haven't we all just kind of agreed? Like you're either going to lose your hair or you're, yeah. or you're not like, that seems like a genetic mm-hmm. thing. I see a lot of people drinking coffee with, well, first hair. black tea Beautiful is the worst names. black tea and then coffee. Those are the two, the two worst, according to Dr. Sarah Kai. I don't drink any tea. I don't like tea. Mm. Maybe it accelerates what was already going to happen. Mm hmm. Well, I think that there are many reasons why you could lose your hair. I guess an iron deficiency is one of them. And and this could potentially 
trigger an iron deficiency, but that's probably not the reason why most people what a, are what like, about a job like that baldness is uh, always like, because you have an iron deficiency. What about a job that requires you to drink a lot of coffee? Like what? Well, I don't know. Night being guard. ACDC. Uh, being <laughs> yeah. a surge. Uh, anyone who has to drink a lot of coffee to complete their jobs probably has an unusual job. Hmm. What if that plays into it? Well, if you want to save your stress. hair, you should probably start methamphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how important is your hair to you? Is your hair more important than your teeth? Mm. Oh, that's a personal yeah. call. I, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like a what? Like, would you rather with my kids right there? Lose your teeth or your hair? Mm-hmm. Right, we're back to our mosquito question. You can yeah. get good teeth, you know, fake teeth. Is it easier to get don't... fake teeth or fake hair? Teeth, I think. No, if I you think... have the money. I think yeah, fake hair true. is more widely available. I think there's a lot more maintenance with fake teeth. We're talking about quality of the fakeness. Mm. I think you could get teeth without it being as noticeable if you had the money. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if you could get fake hair that was good with money, I guess Jeff Bezos uh, wouldn't be <laughs> you, know, you know, having the pit bull look. I was, you know... It's hard to get good hair. I had to work so hard with production to edit out all the shots of my wig coming off <laughs> out on Survivor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, after watching the Superman mustache thing, <laughs> yeah. I just, that would, it's easier to avoid those nasty shots than to try and edit them out later. Now, Rick, uh, one of the reasons why Danny is not a coffee guy is that he's a big Mountain Dew guy. Yeah. Do you partake in the Mountain Dew, Rick? Do I do the do? Um, not often. Not mm. often. Every once in a while. Like if I'm going to Taco Bell, I'll go all Yes. Be like, really give me a Mountain Dew. It pairs so Wait well with Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there's a brand new uh, Mountain Dew uh, flavor uh, coming on October 6th. Mountain Dew Uproar is coming uh, with uproar. a new fruity flavor, Danny. We talk about all of these food products and yes. I hardly ever see them in my area. It's very frustrating. Where are all of these awesome products going other than Japan? Okay, Who's well, getting it's going to be a limited these? edition soda and it's of only going to be available of at course. Food Lion. Do you have Food Lion? No, you what do? is that? Is that a real place? <laughs> I went there what yesterday. I'm about. I went there yesterday to Food Lion. My apartment in college was right by a Food Lion. Yeah. The real place. Mountain Dew and Food Lion have been longtime partners. And so Food Lion has the exclusive <laughs> rights to Mountain Dew Uproar. It's a berry kiwi stores. flavor. Mountain Dew's like, we only deal with grocery stores with Lion. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. Uh, again, another item I can never sample unless I travel a lot. Is there some, is there like a key ingredient like yellow five that a Mountain Dew product must have, or are these just like getting the Mountain Dew label? Is there something like chemically that makes them all part of the Dew family? <laughs> Genetically. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need someone to sequence all of the many Mountain Dew varieties to see if they're related. Mm-hmm. Se- sequence their soda DNA. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like there is an overall. Not, I smell a class action lawsuit. <laughs> That's a good point. I feel like the Mountain Dews I try all have a similar, yes, similar vibe. I guess vibe. I don't know how to describe taste, caffeine but level. That yeah, maybe yeah. they have higher caffeine than almost any other soda out there. Meaning like regular soda, fountain mm-hmm. soda. Uh, so that's probably a similarity. But I would be surprised. I won't know. I, I can't know because I don't have a, what is it called? Food Lion store within a thousand miles of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I will, Danny, I can you pick sample. some up. I can, okay. I can send them to you. If I had a flavor pen, I could just plug it into my tongue mm-hmm. and then uh, enjoy it. But that's the future. We're not there yet. Yeah. Okay. Um. And uh, one more quick one before we get to Danny's bolt hole. Uh, Danny, do you eat a lot of yogurt? Uh, yes, I do. You do. And do you think that yogurt could be what attributes to you being in such a good mood all the time? Would, I don't know if I'd say I was in a good mood. Yeah. I'm not usually in a bad mood, so maybe it keeps me level. Yeah. 
Because uh, I, too, eat a lot of yogurt, and I don't find myself to be in a great mood all the time. Uh, But a team of researchers at the University of Virginia School of Medicine found that feeding probiotic material, uh, uh, probiotic bacteria found in live yogurt cultures uh, reverse depression like symptoms in rodents. Oh, good. The rodents are benefiting. Yeah. What, what makes us so closely related to the rodent that this would be applicable? I don't know. Rick, are I you a like yogurt better guy? Because like those rodents, if I was at the University of Virginia, oh. I'd be depressed. Oh, oh wow. Uh, I hate UVA fired. as a Virginia Tech graduate <laughs> myself. Wow. Um, but I don't eat yogurt and I'm looking at you two skinny guys talking about how you eat yogurt and I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I should try yogurt. But typically it depresses me because when I'm eating yogurt, I'm thinking of the other things I could be eating. Mm. You want to be really depressed? I eat flavorless Greek fat-free yogurt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's very popular yeah. around these parts. I might rather yeah. just be fat. <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what do you mix it with? Anything, Danny? Uh, I mix it with some form of honey. Yeah. And then just some granola. Okay. I yeah. All right. Uh, can I tell you what, what's your what's your recipe? So I, so I so I actually they take like some like protein powder, and oh, then yeah. and, and then mix that together, and then I put my cereal in it instead of milk. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's good. That sounds like it's, a good it's a, like more of a it's a, more of a parfait than because uh, yeah. but your cereal does not get soggy in yogurt. Good point. That's wow, told Ethan about this. Yeah, I, I might put a splash of like uh, the the almond milk in there just to give it like a uh, you know uh, so it's not quite as viscous. Okay, you need a TikTok like, out of business cereal hack. Yeah, Keep cereal your uh, cereal crispy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, actually, r- real quick, uh, got a, a quick some late breaking news at this hour. Okay, uh, we have a study. Scientists uh, identify common. Personality traits of complete a holes. <laughs> okay, it took scientists. I feel like we could have just listed some. Uh, what they found was uh, complete a holes tend to be uh, middle aged men. Well, that coincides with the David report <laughs> that don't eat yogurt. I'm, remember what I said about age mm-hmm. groups and their names? That's totally makes yeah. sense now about the data. Yeah. They said uh, that the typical a holes tend to be manipulative, aggressive, and struggles to control anger. They That's didn't care sounds- about uh, what others were thinking or how they were perceived by others. Sounds like a top tier survivor player. <laughs> 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 And one and one other late breaking story, according to studyfinds.org, uh, one in six Wordle players complete their daily puzzle on the toilet. Uh, well, we're not surprised with that, are we, Rob? We already kind of did a study on what people are willing to do on the toilet. Right. People are eating on the toilet. Like a, playing Wordle is the least of anybody's problem yeah, on the toilet. Yeah. That sandwich and open dr- uh, beverage right next to the toilet, on the back of the toilet yeah. is the bigger concern. Rick, are you a Wordle guy? I don't wordle now. Yeah, but I've, I've never wordled actually. Yeah, I think a new fun game to play is when you see people tweeting out the wordle. Guess it was this person on the toilet or not? <laughs> I <think> <laughs> Just assume I think that's a really good one because yeah. you see a lot of them. You know, one out of six of those people are on the toilet. I I muted the hashtag wordle. I might have to unmute it because this this game sounds like like a fun one. You can just tag them with the poop emoji. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually a great point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's a look. Uh, there's people are like, hey, uh, let me go to the bathroom and break out that uh, Wordle. Okay. I mean, yeah. What are you going to do? Better than just sitting there. You know, let's maximize our time here. Mm-hmm. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. All right, Danny, are you ready to take us to your bolt hole once again. I spent all week. All week. All right. Here we go. It's time for Danny Bryson's world famous bolt hole. Welcome to my bolt hole. I think you're gonna like it. 
think you're gonna feel you belong. Yeah. I could do some surgery to that song, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting. That is Alice Cooper. Yeah, There's but no mention of him in the study. I think it's got to be more up tempo. Yeah, that guy's going to be way too chill. I bet to there are some together. Alice Cooper songs that the surgeons would rock out to, but I'm not Schools sure. Out. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a while ago about the cruise or the cruise driverless car making its um, debut on the streets of San Francisco mm-hmm. this is a while ago. It was a bolt hole story. So I'm just doing yeah. a bolt hole update. update. I saw I saw an interesting uh, video of a cop, a police officer pulling over one of these driverless cars. And it really made me think that we haven't thought through yeah. all the possible interactions with the law that a driverless car might actually have to come in, you know, something might happen. How is that going to be handled? And in this case, the car just drove away. Once the police officer who was very confused mm-hmm. went back to his patrol car, the thing just took off. Yeah. That's very interesting. So yeah. So if a driverless car commits some sort of a um, offense on the road. Yeah. Runs a red light. Like doesn't stop a stop sign. Who gets a ticket? Yeah, and that that's the kind of bureaucratic nonsense that people need to work on. Right. And you know, it's important Speeding. that we have these small companies. Right. Yeah. Running a stop sign. Um and I you could tell that nobody knew what to do. I was curious as to how it got pull- why did it pull over in the first place? Like, does it know? To- yeah, if, if a police car shows up behind it, does it know to pull but, over? Right. How did it know unless it got unless the police officer followed it to its destination? Then went up to it, which is what I'm guessing happened. I'm sure in the future, a police officer will be able to hit some button and kill it, right? Oh, that, that has to be how it's going to yeah, be in the future. For sure. And then obviously, who gets the citation? It's got to go to Cruz or whoever operates that car. Now, Cruz claims that they have a number that they had given to the police department to call in the minute anything happens to Mm -hmm. kind of like report it. And I'm sure that that number was used afterwards, but it was an interesting interaction just to see the car, just go back on its way to pick up its next fare or whatever. And the, the police officer just sat there looking like exasperated. (laughs) Um, Rick, are you into having a, a driverless car? Would you be up for that? I'm probably like the biggest proponent of self-driving cars. I know I cannot wait for a yes thank you driving cars i like they're going to be so much better than human fallibility and i pray they will be available before my kids can drive yeah i never (laughs) have to worry about teenagers on the road totally i i'm so glad to hear that because i am in that same camp Mm -hmm. yeah so any news about a driverless car i appreciate especially if it's a learning opportunity which this one was in situations Uh, like this it's like they're going to know exactly what happened. It's not, he said, she said, I mean, they've got a million sensors and cameras on that car that they can look back and see exactly what happened. If the car screwed up, if the police made a mistake, like there's no, it's it's really not nearly as messy as a human interaction. would. Oh my gosh. Of course. Of course. Although always the worst. I recently did in a podcast uh, with uh, Dr. Christian Hubicki, Danny, who is a uh, roboticist who uh, played uh, in Survivor, ironically in a season called uh, David versus Goliath. Uh, So he's not a complainer though. Uh, but we did uh, get to talk about where I, I allow the listeners to write in questions for uh, Christian to answer. And one of the questions that was asked was that are how how soon can we expect to see uh, driverless cars? Uh, and his answer was that do not expect this uh, anytime soon, just because of like there are so many complications that still have to be dealt with. Oh, definitely. I mean, we're already seeing it according mm-hmm. to this cruise car article. But just think about the fact that, and this is something I read a while ago, the roads weren't built like they're it's built for humans. It's probably completely inefficient and not helpful and very difficult to teach a robot how to drive on human roads. If you could build a city like that one guy wants to do that billionaire, uh, if you could build a city and kind of see and build the roads specifically for robotic cars, it'd be interesting to see how quickly they could adapt. The other problem is weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to have a car in San Francisco 
not so easy here or Minnesota or anywhere that gets snow or any kind of adverse weather or where conditions change, but they'll get there. I mean, so many things were, were deemed impossible, even by the people who invented them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. yet the, those things still came about. And I, I mean, Christian's a genius, obviously. I'm not going to argue with him at all. If he said that, then I, I think that's exactly what will happen. But like, on the other hand, Congress is passing laws about what has to be made in cars now. Mm-hmm. Like any new car that's made has all these things that have to be a part of it that are basically self-driving cars. Like you have to be at the wheel, but it's going to take care of you. Um, so it's amazing. We're, we're a lot, as, as far as Christian says we are, and I absolutely believe him, we are closer to it now than I thought we would be now. Like when you see Tesla's just like people asleep at the wheel and not dying. It's like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see uh, exactly, uh, you know, you know, if we end up getting closer, if there's like setbacks along the way, but uh, I would be a huge proponent. Yeah. I will say every robot story I hear involving very simple tasks, like robots that make pizzas or flip hamburgers or robotic priests, it's always a disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put that the one thing if you're if you're someone who's like it's going to take a while, you just have to point not to the Tesla car, which obviously has lots of flaws. Just point to the hamburger flipping robot that couldn't even flip a hamburger and say this is what I'm talking about. These yeah. very simple tasks are actually yeah. extremely complicated. We just take it for granted, right, that we can do so many things without effort. To a robot, it's just like making a pizza is super, super hard. Mm-hmm. And then the minds, like just overcoming the mindset people have. I mean, yeah, we are totally, as humans, we are totally comfortable with the hundreds of thousands of people dying every year in car accidents based on human error. But if one person dies because of a robot car, like that's going to put the program back. Yeah. Years. Rick, I thought you were going to say that people are very accepting of mediocre pizza, but if a robot <laughs> makes a bad pizza, oh, I don't think people are trying As long as the pizza's hot, I don't care who made it. Yeah. Right? That to me is like a pizza's a hot pizza is normally a good pizza as long as it's got hot meat, on. hot pizza for Danny Bryson. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, be on the lookout um, for these cruise cars. Yeah. Um, you, you, they don't have drivers you can scream at, flip off, curse. They're, uh, there's almost <laughs> nothing you can be do. Extra frustrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you vent your anger against mm-hmm. a robot? Yep. Rick, were there any I, news I stories? I my anger against Alexa pretty often. Oh, I'm yeah, not... certainly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick, any stories that you saw this week uh, or anything on your mind that you want to uh, say while you're here with us on News AF? I, you know what? I have so much less free time now that I have a full-time job. It's Mm -hmm. completely unfair. Um, I want to go back to my not working at all, but apparently that's not, that's not an option. So uh, no, I haven't seen any stories. I'm so excited to come on here. Yes. So I could plug back into pop culture for an hour and hang out with you This is the pinnacle of pop culture right here. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, Rick, uh, it is uh, so nice when you stop by News AF and uh, grace us with your presence. Uh, is there anything that you want to tell people to check out? Yeah. I mean, uh, Brendan Shapiro of Survivor Ghost Island and Dalton Ross of Entertainment Weekly and I are still plugging away at our very niche podcast, mm-hmm. Surviving Snyder. Uh, we thought we were just going to be following Survivor and our favorite football team. Yes. We do have great guests. We have a lot of really good survivor guests uh, and, and a lot of really great beat writers, you know, Washington Post athletic writers for football. But yeah, Rob, you were you very gracious being one of our very first guests. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Surviving Snyder. We have fun. We recap the, the new episodes of Survivor in a very short format. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have time codes in there if you're not interested in the Washington football team's congressional investigations. We just want to have fun and talk football. And it's like every week it's a new horrible, a of, horrible, thing. a lot of controversy with uh, oh, yeah. the Washington fo- football, with the commanders, the, the, com- <laughs> the worst owner in sports, maybe the worst team name in sports. Yeah. I um, liked Washington football team. I loved it. I was all in on Washington. I still call them Washington football. Yeah. Team. Like the command, the manders. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. All right. Can't all be the Jets. <laughs> nice and short. Rolls up the tongue, Rick. Okay. Um, 
All right. Well, Rick, thank you again so much uh, for being here with us. Uh, of course, Danny Bryson, what's coming up for you? Just plugging away at the same old, just mm-hmm. uh, looking for Tyson. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, figure out where he is. I mean, um, Rick, you were saying before we came on that maybe he went all in with the pickleball thing. He might've, he might've, uh, we got a lot of uh, Tyson chicken places down here. I don't know if he's re-embraced his family business, if he's trying to make a buck, buck, buck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I, I mean, I think everyone misses Tyson. Uh, he's posting away said, on social media. I don't get it. His loss is my game getting here to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Maybe he's stuck in the metaverse. Oh, do you think is that possible? We need to send. We need to send someone in. You don't think he got murdered in the metaverse, or he, he committed a murder in the metaverse? He was he trying to throw time? Mark Zuckerberg's ring into the volcano. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's been sucked in by Sauron's all searching <laughs> eye. He okay. can't escape. He's trapped. We need to send someone in. All right. Well, uh, Danny, let me also wish you a very happy Easter this weekend oh, as well. Thank you. Yeah, to, uh, people, I'll have screaming kids <laughs> this weekend for sure. All right. Uh, Thank you all so much for joining us uh, for News AF. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.